You're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast. You're listening to episode 407 and I'm your co-host, Brittany Martin. Stephanie Brazil researches, designs, and develops programs to help you become a Ruby expert at HexDevs. She's also a public speaker, writer, podcast host, and Ruby developer. Thiago Araujo is a software engineer, educator, and co-founder of HexDevs. He's on a mission to help developers grow and get better at their software engineering skills. Welcome to the Ruby on Rails podcast, Stephanie and Chiago. Thank you, Brittany. It's so great to be here. I'm a super fan and it's just amazing to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brittany. It's, it's so great to be here. It's wonderful to have you both. And of course, we want to start with your developer origin stories. Stephanie, we will start with you. I got started with software development after my 24 years old. I thought it was pretty late, but everything worked out. I used to work as a English and French teacher. I also worked as an academic researcher and writer. And I decided to move to software development because I always liked science and technology, but I come from a very small city in one of the not so urban cities in Brazil. So I didn't know anyone that worked with technology or science at all. So as I moved to a bigger city, I met other people who were doing that. And that's how I I got started. Tiago, what is your origin story? That's a great question. Depends on how far back you want to go, but... Let's dig backward. (laughs) Let's let's go there, Tiago. Yeah, so... My father used to sell computers uh, a long time ago in the 90s. And I was always into technology and computers and all of that and video games. And I was always into this stuff, you know, like technology, software. But like any good spoiled kid, I decided to not study computer science. I decided to do something completely different. So I wanted to be an astronomer. So I studied physics and then I realized, oh, that's not for me. And then I changed to philosophy and I studied for like three years, but I was always into logic and science and all of that. And eventually I was talking to my friend who used to be a lawyer and then he transitioned into tech. And I said, Hey man, I love logic. It's just so cool. I love this sort of stuff. And he said, well, you should just learn how to code because that's all logic. You know, it's fun and you're going to have a good time. So I decided to explore a little bit and I just fell in love with it. So I decided to change everything and study computer science. And so I did that, transitioned my career to computer science and I just loved it. I felt like it was meant to be. And so I studied computer science and started working as a C-sharp engineer back in the day. And from that, I've been doing all sorts of stuff. And eventually I found Ruby and Ruby on Rails and I just fell in love with coding again. That happened, I guess, five or seven years ago when I discovered Ruby and it just blew my mind completely. And yeah, I just love coding and helping developers and all of that. Well, Stephanie, I'm going to aim this at you because I want to hear the origin behind HexDevs. And I'm guessing during that origin, you're going to tell me how you two met. Yeah, so the origin behind HexDevs is both Tiago and I, since 2000, 
2013 or so, 2015, we always wanted to help other people get into tech, grow in their careers. We didn't know how to do that at the time. So we were figuring out as we, we did things. We got started as a podcast in 2019. We moved to Vancouver in 2018 and we knew other software developers in Brazil that wanted to move abroad. And that's a huge change, moving to other city, speaking a different language. So we started interviewing developers who moved abroad and it was really good for us. We were developing our public speaking skills and connecting with lots of people. Until today, we have some of our guests say, hey, showing up at your podcast helped me get this job or something like that. And it's really good to feel like even though we didn't know what we were doing, we were in a certain way helping developers. More recently, we started focusing on helping Ruby developers because we both have background with that. So we have done some projects like Open Source Thursdays. We did some live streaming sessions with Rafael França and Aaron Patterson, aka Tenderlove. We also have other projects and we just launched our new product, but we will talk about it later. Does that give you a, a hint of the origin of HexDevs? <laughs> Absolutely. I think what's so cool about it is that the two of you come up with ideas that you're excited about. You get it out there. You don't seem to have any fear about just like, hey, let's reach out to this like very well-known developer and let's stream together or let's launch a podcast when really back in 2018, launching a podcast wasn't really that well documented. Podcasts were just starting to catch on. So I love the fearlessness that you two get into whenever you just keep iterating on hex devs, which is such a positive attitude. I am curious, Stephanie, like how long have you two been working together? How did you meet each other? I would love to hear that story. It may seem like I'm fearless and I'm all of that. But the truth is during the process, there's also a lot of self-doubt. So I'm still learning how to deal with that. One thing that helps me is to think, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this to help someone. And that helps me get over the fear. But there's still a lot of fear and limiting beliefs. But I think you get used to it. And how we met, we actually met a long time ago. And we are actually partners. And I think we are just one of these couple that kind of likes to do everything not everything, but lots of things together. And helping developers is something that lifts both of us. And I don't think I could do hex devs or any other thing without Tiago, because we, we support each other. I am hugging you two so hard right now because <laughs> I just love that so much. Now, Stephanie, you did hint on something new that hex devs has been working on. So I turn to you, Tiago. Where did the idea of Get to Senior come from? Well, Stephanie transitioned into tech. And so I was helping her do the transition. So I had to help her with some stuff, especially the self-doubt. And I thought that by helping her and seeing her struggles, I got experience with this idea of mentoring people and understanding their problems a little better. Because it's not something related to 
technical skills or even knowledge or anything, I knew that Stephanie was able to learn how to code because it's not impossible. It's just practice. So anyone can learn. And so by interacting with her and helping her, I kind of realized that what people need is mostly kind of a little push and some help with their self-confidence. And then I've done a bunch of mentoring as an engineer. I mentored other people and I had some colleagues that were bootcamp alumni and they were always asking me, hey, Thiago, how can I be a senior? How can I upskill? How can I learn stuff? And they showed the same fear and the same self-doubt that I saw in Stephanie when she was transitioning. And I felt that it was a good opportunity to help them. And so Get Your Senior started also because we saw the problem. So if you look at people, they probably had this problem as well. You're a mid-level career and you don't feel like you're learning anything new. You're just, you get the experience, you get the knowledge, but you don't feel like you're good track to become a senior and you don't know what to do. You don't know what you should be learning. You don't know if you should focus on learning Ruby on Rails internals or whatever. And we see a lot of bad advice out there where people that are in the mid-career plateau, let's say, they ask for help. And then people say, oh, just read this book or just practice Kubernetes, learn some stuff, mm -hmm. some random stuff. But that doesn't really help them because they try to practice outside of the job. They don't get to apply those things that they're learning in a practical way at their job. They say, it doesn't feel like you're learning anything. You're just piling up knowledge in your head, not really applying those skills. And it's also because as a mid-developer, you have the skills, you have the experience, right? You have the technical knowledge, but you should be focusing on things like leadership and expanding the scope of your work and getting more responsibilities and showing impact, getting better at communication, having some cross-team impact and things like that. And that's not technical. And so we see a lot of bad advice out there and we wanted to change this. We wanted to help people. And so that's how we got started. We saw that there was an opportunity to help those people. And we saw that so many companies need talented developers. They desperately need senior developers. They don't have the, the time or the willingness or sometimes the budget to help them. And we see so many talented developers out there that are just dying to learn and dying to get better, but they don't know how. So that's where we come in. We, we come in, we show them how to take the next steps in their career. And most of the stuff is not that technical. It's mostly, you know, what would you call soft skills and leadership and all of that. So that's how it got started. I completely agree with you. There is such a need for something like this in our community. And I imagine that the reception to it so far has been great, which we'll dig into. This episode is brought to you by Hook Relay. So you want to add webhooks to your app. And after having worked with the webhooks that Stripe provides, you want yours to be as great as theirs. Well, that's as easy as sending a JSON payload to your customer's URL, right? We all know that it's not that simple. In other words, there's so much more than just post a JSON payload to get webhooks that your customers will love. The good news is Hook Relay has done all the hard work for you. If you are debugging a production issue or tracking down a specific webhook request, they provide you with all the details about your webhook interactions. 
It removes all the stress around failing and retrying services. It also lets you add a background job so you don't hold up your web requests and you avoid extra costs for a background worker if you're deploying to Heroku. I'm honestly so excited that they make it painless to resend a webhook. If you are as intrigued as me, check out hookrelay.dev and get started today. I imagine you two had, you know, a lot of opinions. And so you're going into this get to senior course. But of course, as you mentioned, a lot of it is soft skills. So you needed to resource who you're going to interview in order to provide those materials to these students. So how did you go about picking people to interview? That was the most daunting experience for me because we wrote a list of 15 developers that we admired and I knew that all of them were busy. But something that I learned recently and we try to share this with our students is your role models, they love when you reach out with specific questions. And even Gemma, she is one of our guests. She said, who doesn't like when someone says to you, hey, you are great. I want to be like you. How do I do that? So that's exactly what I did. We invited 15 people. 10 said yes. One of them was you. And we just created the courage, overcame the self-doubt. And we thought, these people are doing something really different. They are well-known in the community. They have respected reputations. How do we help everyone to get where they are? And how do they extract the strategies used by those developers? And they just follow the clues. Because this problem that we are mentioning, if that's where you are right now, First of all, we want to let you know that you're not the only one. I think it happens to the best of us. And our goal is to interview these guests and show how they got out of it. It's really great to have 10 different people from different backgrounds because one of our students recently shared, oh, I loved to know that Tinder Love asks for help. He also gets stuck. So I think as a community, it's also really important to talk about all the aspects of being a senior software developer. Our goal with interviewing 10 different Ruby developers is to get a sense of all the possibilities that are out there and you choose the one that is best for you. I love the courage that you took to do that because you're right, Stephanie. What is the worst that's going to happen? Someone's going to say no. But look how many yeses you got because you asked. Now, you two are in a very enviable position where you get to see all these interviews happening in real time. And of course, listeners, I highly recommend that you get the course and we'll put this in the show notes. But as just one little hint from either one of you, what is one, without giving too much away, differentiator between intermediate and senior that you grep from those interviews? Yeah, so from the interviews, what we gathered Initially, we thought that we would cover some engineering skills as well with the course. But by talking with people, by talking with 10 excellent developers, we realized that it wasn't so much about the technical skills at all. It wasn't so much about even Ruby, but it was more about how can you 
stand out? How can you get more responsibilities and get feedback and iterate and do those things on the job? And so we realized that, oh, so it's not just technical skills. It's very different than what people usually talk about. And so I guess the reason for that is that let's say you are a junior developer, you get hired at a company. The company expects you to upskill, right? They want you to grow. They want you to reach mid-level. They want you to get the technical skills. And so eventually you get to mid-level and you get those skills and you're able to lead a project. You're able to do the stuff. You have the technical skills. Maybe you need to polish them a little bit, but you do have the technical skills. But when you're a mid-level and I guess you, Brittany, probably have some experience with that. Most companies don't really have a, a plan for you if you're a mid-level. What happens is that you can get stuck there really easily. If you're a mid-level and you're doing your job well, there's no real expectation for you to move to senior. So that's where people get stuck. And the reason is that you've been learning those technical skills since you were a junior and you've been practicing. But when you get to mid from me to senior, it's different. So you don't know what to do. You get stuck. And so what we gather from these interviews is that you have to be showing the leadership and leadership is kind of contextual. It's not being a manager of other people. It's you taking the responsibility, taking actions to make sure that your team is winning with you. Your team is getting better and then you have an impact on the culture and the processes and things like that. And this is very different from learning technical skills. It's completely different and you need to get feedback. You need to collaborate with your peers. You need to practice those skills on the job because that's the best place to do that. Just do those things on the job. Yeah, I would add just two more things because Brittany, you were asking what was the overview of the interviews and Two things stood out to me. The first one was everyone that we interviewed, they didn't have all the answers, but they kind of had an idea of where they wanted to get in their careers. They made strategic decisions to help them get there. And one of them is try to be surrounded by people who are doing what you want to do and ask questions to them. How did you do that? I'm trying to do the same. It's way better to do that than asking for generic advice. I think one of the questions that you sent us over before was, what is your advice for someone wanting to level up to senior? And my advice is don't ask for advice. Ask for people who did or are doing what you want to do and get as much information as you can for them. And that's great because that frees up a lot of work for you. You can just follow up the clues. You don't have to figure out everything by yourself. And the other main theme is everyone that we interviewed, I noticed that they were okay with making mistakes in learning during the process and enjoying the journey. This is something that I wish I had learned the easy way when I was getting started, but ultimately what will help you stay in the long run, make you grow in your career is your ability to 
develop a good emotional intelligence skill and be open, be curious and be open to to make mistakes. Making mistakes is such an important point because senior developers, they do make mistakes. They do bring down production. It is software. We need to accept that it is software. We do make mistakes. And to me, a senior developer is someone who recognizes that they made a mistake or sees that another person has made a mistake and quickly knows how to resolve it and takes it seriously, but later is humble enough to share that experience so others can learn from it. It's not just sweeping underneath the rug. It's educating others on, I made this mistake once. I've documented it. I've made it so it's easier for you not to make this mistake. I've put code guardrails in place so you don't make this mistake because I did. So I'm so curious, how has the launch of the course gone so far? It went really well. So we got about 20 students now and we are super excited because they're so excited about the course and they're learning and they are sharing their journey with us. And we're just so happy to see them growing and doing the things that we are talking about. So showing leadership, finding some problems to work on, getting feedback. We're kind of helping them be more curious about the problems that you can find at your company, because it's not just waiting for people to tell you what to do. It's more, what are the problems I can help with? What are the things that I can do to help my team? And it's so nice to, to see that people taking initiative and it went better than we expected, to be honest. <laughs> and we are super happy about it. That's fabulous. And you said something really important there, Tiago, and that was, you know, curiosity. And also making it contextual to what that current developer is going through. So making it framed where it's their company. If you were to set up a fake company and you were having these developers try to get to senior within there, yes, that could be a useful exercise. But in the end, is it really going to help them in the real world? For sure. Yeah. So one of the things that we teach is that if you want to get to senior, first, you have to understand where you are and what's around you. So it's not just, oh, just learn the skill or whatever, but you have to understand where you are in this company. You know, I'm working for this company. How do promotions work here? How can I get promoted here? How did the last person got promoted? And you also want to know, okay, so what are my responsibilities and what is the scope of my work and what are the expectations for my level and for the senior level here at this company? Because it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want, can study a bunch of stuff. But if it doesn't apply to your current job, it's just going to make things much harder for you to upskill. And it's also related to the problems that you see around you. So any company has a bunch of problems, it has a bunch of things you can improve, especially the engineering culture and the development process. So there's always opportunity to make things better for your team. You're just not seeing that. So we teach people to be more observant and more open and then be able to find the clues and do some research and talk to people. But the most important thing is this that you mentioned is you have to understand where you are and how you can contribute. This episode is also brought to you by Scout APM. Scout is an industry leader in application performance monitoring. This low overhead tool is designed to help Ruby developers find and fix performance issues. 
Scout's intuitive UI and tracing logic ties bottlenecks to specific lines of code and allows you to quickly pinpoint and resolve issues like N plus one queries, slow database queries, memory bloat, and more. Scout's unlimited seats and applications allow teams to collaborate without additional costs and makes it easy for any member of your team to become a performance pro. See for yourself why developers worldwide call Scout their best friend with a free 14-day trial, no credit card needed. As a special offer for Ruby on Rails listeners, Scout will donate $5 to the open source project of your choice when you deploy. Learn more at scoutapm.com slash Ruby on Rails. Before we wrap up, Stephanie, this is aimed for you. I wanted to talk about promotions in general. And as we all know, they tend to not just happen, they are earned. And so any advice on what listeners should be doing now to make their way into a promotion? It really depends a lot on where you are working. Before you go out there and schedule a meeting with your manager and say, hey, I want you to be promoted, just do some research around you. If talked with a previous manager that I worked with, and he said something that was really, really interesting. If you want to know how you are doing at your job and with your team, your peers are a thermometer for that. Because when your manager asks your peers about you, what will they say about you and about your performance? So you kind of want to have that idea first. Also, before you ask for the promotion, you talk with your manager to let them know that you want to move forward. You want to grow in your career and share your goals. But don't say that you want a promotion like firsthand. You got to understand how that works first. And this was actually one of the questions that one of our students asked. She said, oh, should I just do a great work and expect my manager to notice that? Ideally, your manager will be paying attention to everyone's work and not only during review time at the end of the year, but the truth is they also manage other people. They want to remember everything, even if you do impactful work. It is still your responsibility to share that in a way that your manager understands the impact of your work. It's really tempting to go talk to someone and ask for promotion, say, oh, I built this using this new framework. It's way faster. It's so much maintainable. But people are not really interested in the technical aspects per se. They want to see the impact of your work. So try to review all of that. And then once you have enough information and you might even ask someone that was promoted at your job recently and talk to them first. There are a lot of options in there. But the most important thing I think is let your managers know that you want to move forward because they will for sure give you lots of context. They know how it works in your company and it's just great to also share your goals so they can help you. As a manager myself, I love this advice because I'm always looking for ambition within my employees. I have promoted a couple people at Textus and I can tell you the joy of promoting someone who deserves it is just a wonderful feeling. And so if you are a developer out there and you believe that you should be promoted, start documenting now. Make it easy on your manager because it's very likely 
that your manager isn't the end all of getting to make that decision. They own their budget, but they still have to go above and confirm that this is the right move for the company. This is what we need to do in order to grow this person. This is what we need to do for retention. So you as the developer who wants to get promoted, make it as easy as possible for your manager to make that happen. Yeah. So what you're saying about making it easier for your manager. Yes, that's what you want to do when you're talking to them about your expectations and about your future in the company. You want them to say this person is already doing such a great work. I already see this person showing up. It's just a matter of updating the title. So you got to figure out how you get to there with your manager and talk to them. They will be more than happy to help you achieve that. Let's say that they know that there is a project coming up where you would need to stretch your skills. If they know that you want to do that, they will think of you when they need someone to lead the project. So you are also kind of managing your manager as well. It's not just your manager managing you. So yeah, play a detective game at your work, figure these things out and you will be way ahead than just waiting for someone to tell you what to do next. One thing that we teach our students is that you don't have to have the senior title to start doing senior level tasks and senior level work. You can just start right away. You can start today even. So you don't have to wait for the title to start taking more responsibilities. So that's one thing. So if you start showing up and doing the work, it's obvious that you're already a senior, right? If you start doing it consistently, eventually you'll be doing senior level work anyway. So you just have to change the title, do the adjustments. And the other thing that we talk about is this idea of impressing your team. You don't have to impress your manager. You have to impress your team. And you do that by helping them. And so your team is probably the best thermometer for your performance because they see your work and they understand what you're doing. And if you can impress them and you can help them, it's going to make your life so much easier. And not just your life, but your team's life as well. And besides that, your teammates are the people that will advocate for you. So if you have a new project coming up and they can advocate for you, they can say, oh, Tiago is the best person to take lead on that project because he wants to get more experience with, I don't know, database or leading a project and things like that. You got to impress your team and you got to help your team and you got to build those connections and those relationships. Because I tell you, whenever I made good relationships with my teammates, it pays off throughout your career. So I would get a new job because someone referred me. So it's not just your current job. Think long-term. Someone that you work with today, 10 years from now, might give you an opportunity just because you did a good job and they will think about you and say, oh, Tiago is a great developer. I'm going to refer him. Or maybe he became a manager and he wants to work with you again. So that happens a lot. That happens all the time. So you got to impress your team. Well, I want to thank you both because I see Hex Devs as an investment into the Ruby community content. And so before we wrap up, I'd love to get your brief thoughts on the future of the Ruby and Ruby on Rails communities. Thank you for saying that. I say the same regarding your work here. 
at the podcast and also helping people get started with technical speaking. I only, I'm pretty sure I only got my RubyConf proposal accepted because of your feedback. So thank you for that. I think as long as we maintain that great community work, I think we're just getting started. I have yet to find another developer community that is so welcoming and so supportive as the Ruby community. So I think we're just getting started in general. I'm really excited for the new things that are happening in the community, especially related to front-end and JavaScript. So now that you can just use ESBuild and things like that, and you have Turbo and all of that stuff, it just makes things much easier for you. So I'm really excited about those changes. I feel like Ruby on Rails as a community is growing and it's always about the work. So I feel very productive with Ruby on Rails. And it's one of those tools where you can just be so productive. You can have a very small team and you can build so much stuff and you can help a bunch of people, help your customers. So I'm really excited about all of those new things that are happening. And I feel like this is gonna get better and, and better and better. So we're on a good track. We are on a good track. So how can listeners follow you and sample the Get to Senior course? Sure. If anything that we talked here resonated with you, we have on our website, hexdevs.com, we just put together a free Get to Senior crash course kind of giving people a taste of what the course is about. And also, if you go to our Academy page, academy.hexdevs.com, you can preview some lessons in there. Also, I highly recommend joining our mailing list. We are working on other events and materials to help people who are interested in leveling up to senior developer. We're going to have a manager to ask all of these questions in more detail. So how do you talk about your work? You're finishing your tickets, but you're not going to talk about that with your manager. Like, how do you quantify that? And how do you talk about promotions? So we are really excited to create more contacts with that. And the best way is to sign up for our newsletter. So go to hexdevs.com. And we are also super open to any feedback. We love talking to people. So, yeah, send us an email or anything. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. So if you go to the Get to Senior page, you can also sample our interview with Brittany. And you gave so many good tips for people that are stuck in the mid-career plateau and how you get out of that and how you level up in your career. So maybe you can leave the link for that as well. That sounds great. Well, thank you both so much for coming on today. It was a long time coming, but, you know, celebrating your launch of Get to Senior, I think was very appropriate. So thank you both so much for coming on and sharing all your insights today. Yeah, thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you so much, Brittany, for inviting us and all your work that you've been doing for the community. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded to stay in the loop on Ruby on Rails and open source software. While you're at it, please leave us a review. And thank you for listening.